And this is our segment. We're doing the opinionated pit, and we're doing 1980 best albums. Yeah. So the criteria is we we each kind of chose three, but with 80, we had so many you know mutual uh, love for a few albums that we actually each chose two, and then the rest we kind of agreed upon. And whereas it's so early in the metal realm, there's a lot of crossovers that kind of touch dongs with rock as well. Right. Right. Which, which that's that's part of the progression. Of course, yeah. I mean, like uh, you know, a lot of people today that like question Iron Maiden being metal, for instance, you know. But they were metal back then, so why aren't they metal now? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. A lot of people, oh, they're a hard rock band now, but fuck them. You know, they did shit that was metal, and they influenced many metal bands. So that's what we want to get into. But before we get into that, I just want to do a big R.I.P. to L.G. Petrov of Entombed. This was a tough one. Yeah, man. Um, honestly, like, I, you know, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before. I'm a big hip-hop head, but uh, as far as 90s goes. But, like, this hit me, you know, pretty hard. Like, as far as uh, Biggie almost hit me when I was, like, oh, 17. Really? Yeah, Biggie hit me hard, man. Because he had a new album coming out, and I was really big into it at oh, the right. time. But uh, he, he uh, died of bile duct cancer. Not sure what that is. But it sounds like uh, some intestinal stuff or something of that nature. Yeah, it's something to do with the the bile ducts are in the stomach, aren't they? Or the... Is that what it is? No clue. Yeah, yeah I have no idea. It, it's not pleasant. Yeah. I mean, and I don't wish it on anyone, and it just sucks because I've heard that he's just he was like one of us, you know. He was down to earth, just a fucking, just a normal dude, just Absolutely. doing his thing, you know. But only, I only the good die young. That's right, man. As, and he as was Iron on... Maiden says. And he was only forty nine. Yeah, 49. only yeah, forty nine. Way too young. Considering he he, they, you know, Entomb released their first record in ninety or ninety one. Um, you know what got me into Entombed was actually Wolverine Blues. When I was getting into like death metal, Wolverine Blues dropped in ninety three, ninety four, somewhere in that range. And the song Rotten Soil is actually what really got me into him. But it wasn't until I picked up a little uh, known album called Left Hand Path, Ooh. which is probably. In my opinion, a top ten death metal record for me, and I think it just in general. Like now I'm influ- so fucking good. Influential wise, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, he came out of a band called Nihilist, which had uh, I forget his name, but the guy from Unleashed, and they broke it apart. And it's kind of like a Megadeth Metallica situation where you get entombed and you get unleashed out of it, you know, which I thought was pretty, you know, awesome because you get both bands. But uh, yeah, man, uh, songs like Revel in the Flesh, Supposed to Rot. When life has ceased, those songs were just great. But then Left Hand Path, the song, unbelievable with the Phantasm. Yeah, I did, inspiration. I knew it was from something until you said Phantasm. I didn't. I didn't even think of it. Oh, yeah, man, fucking uh, crazy. My first exposure to, to Entombed was, um, I think I was at this place down the Cape. It was kind of like underground metal. Are you using a coaster on the floor? That's adorable. Yeah, man. I don't want to get rings on your floor, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. I'm, I. I I think of things. You do. You're very yeah. thoughtful. <laughs> um, so I bought for like 99 cents in the ghetto bin um, a VHS, like a, in tune. I'm like, I've heard of them. I can't find any CDs. Back, We always talk about this back in like that time. It was either like everything was, you go, wouldn't go to Newberry Comics for that shit. It was already gone. And then it was like fucking, you had to buy it off eBay. Right. I'm like, oh, in tune, like uh, it was called Monkey Puss. It was a um, really a VHS. I'll, I'll have to look up what was actually on. That's it, cool. I, I never even heard of that, to be honest. This is a cover right here. The one of him. It's All just right. him on the cover. I see it, yeah, yeah. When it had like Wolverine Blues. I think it had a few off like um, Left Hand Path. And I'm just like, whoa. And I remember mm-hmm. my mom walking by and she's like, monkey pus. It's like, okay, as long as it's not porn. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm cool with that. <coughs> um, but yeah, super, super influential. And, Absolutely, man. And your boys there kind of took a, a run at the cover. Um, yes, they did. What's uh, what's his name? Uh, you're talking about... Um, um, Oh my god! I, forget. <laughs> I don't think I got this, but yeah, I actually on. have the vinyl. Uh, uh, the dude from the, the absence. Um, hold on, wait. Oh, um, what's the name of that band? I oh. forget. You guys talked about it a lot. I, I never actually listened to it. So yeah, not accused. It's like no, the, no, the no, the accused is like no, a the cover. Band. The cover is exactly a play on an entombed album with the with the fluorescent colors and everything. Yeah, it's like very dark blue. It, it looks like Necrolord would have done. It. Who who did that cover actually for the very? It was um. Was that Seagrave? 
Yes. Seagrave. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gore Gang. Gore Gang. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And yeah. the music is definitely Entomb related. Of yeah. course. Yeah, it's got that Swedish. And let's talk about how influential fucking Entombed is. And I'm going to say Unleashed too because they came out of the same band. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually is it the same artist that did uh, for Gorgang that did? It was Seagrave. Uh, Seagrave. Yeah, Seagrave. Yeah. yeah, but this isn't Seagrave, but it's just like a nod to Seagrave. Oh, hardcore. Right. With the blood seeping out of the tomb. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's perfection. Yeah. Yeah. When we did the album exactly. cover part one, I want to do part two. By the way. Yeah. When we did the album cover, uh, Seagrave is my artist, so I remember that. By the yeah. way, Gorgang, another album coming out. I'm surprised you haven't listened. You would, you probably actually would enjoy. it. Uh, no, I think I did listen to them, but I mean, there's so much shit out there. I kind of forget about things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You like something like this is yeah. good, and then if you don't hit like or you don't right, follow, right. Like, and that New Testament album we're just talking about, like I fucking forgot about that yeah. until. I actually haven't listened to it in a long time, but you know what it is with Testament when it came out, I listened to it so much when it came out that I kind of think oh, I got. See, I almost like, kind of like burnt it. Almost out. got sick of it, you know. But it's a great record. Um, but yeah, man. Rest in peace to that guy. LG. Fucking legend. Uh, influenced uh, the sound of Dismember. The sound of Grave. The sound of all these influential Stockholm bands, which is insane. What would you say before? They, they kind of like uh, were pioneers of the, the Chainsaw? Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. I think buzzsaw. it's Buzzsaw. Yeah. I think Buzz, Buzzsaw too. Buzzsaw I guitars. I think the Chainsaw yeah. got fucked, but I think it is Buzzsaw. Like yeah, buzzsaw. I'm pretty sure it's the Buzzsaw guitar sound of Stockholm, you know? Uh, another thing real quick, I just, uh, read something, you know, 10 minutes ago that, uh, Bi- uh, Power Trip just put out, a, a a release, uh, saying that they might continue. Which, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. But man, Riley was awesome, man. Well, like I, like I was saying before the cast started, it's one of those things like when you break up with your girlfriend and you already have a chick in mind or in your pocket and you just have to have that period between when you... You know, obviously, I'm not comparing his death to his breakup. It was super sad. But of course. As a band, they're kind of like, all right, well, where do we go next? And they have to have that grace period in between. Of course. Um, the death of him. Like Metallica with uh, Jason Newstead. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> you can't. Um... There was no grace period. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple of years. It wasn't a couple of years. He died in 86, and they put out Injustice in 88, right? Yeah, but they put up Garage, uh, Garage Revisited oh, yeah. in like. Well, that was a cover album. That was almost like starting from scratch to see what he had. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He was better in Flotsam, I think. Yeah. No, no, sure. no. He sounded better in Flotsam. Of course, yeah, because they actually let him uh, the bass roll. Yeah, but they anyway. actually turned up the bass. Yeah, they yeah, kept yeah. it on zero dude, on fucking Injustice dude, for All. Dude, he fucking... You ever, actually, real quick, before we go on, have you guys ever listened to Injustice for Jason? No. No, you can find it on YouTube. They actually, like, somebody yeah, put the bass tracks in it. It's sounds, actually pretty cool. It sound, yeah. His bass makes the album sound... So much better. Yeah, it's called Injustice for Jason. No, you gotta listen. It's literally like hearing Injustice for All for the first time. Yeah. And his bass lines, dude, his bass lines are sick. Great. They just drowned them. I don't know why. Doomsday, I talk about Doomsday every podcast. Those fucking bass lines, they're like like guitar. They're like fucking solos. What's the one that starts off? Is it Doomsday that has like that little bass? kind of? Yeah, 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 man. That fucking... And uh, even Hammerhead, you can hear the real bass in it. The whole shit. album, yeah, man. Like, fl- fl- so, so back when you and I bought the, remember there was an anniversary CD that came out back in the day, and mm-hmm. when it, and you and I bought it and we watched it. It came with a DVD, a live show of them playing. Yep. And we watched him playing with his fucking finger bass playing. Dude. We were just like, what the fuck? I think that's when I actually. That's when we realized we're like, yeah. he was underrated Metallica. They they took him because he was good. He could play it, but then they wouldn't let him shine. And this is nothing new. This is. But, yeah, seeing him in that, I think that's when I fell in love with Jason Newstead. Yep. I don't think they... I think they... He was... He wasn't... I, wouldn't, I, would, I don't want to say he was better than Cliff, but I think they were like, we didn't. We don't want him to outshining end Cliff. up outshining yeah, Cliff. Yeah, outshining him. Maybe. He was, he was that could more, be right. He was a little more technical. Oh, fuck and, yeah. And I was ah. like, okay, well, we're trying to... We don't have the one super is, Cliff, technical... Cliff wrote... And, I mean, we all know this. Cliff wrote a lot of Metallica shit. Yeah, right. And that's a big argument, too, is, like, if Cliff was still alive, would the band take in that trajectory? Uh, I think Cliff would have left the band already. You think so? Yep. Yeah. Is it true that he was kind of not a humongous metalhead? Kind of like... Yeah, he was more into, like, proggy shit. Yeah, more prog. Yeah. More more like a musician. Yeah. And he would have been gone. You know know where he would have left? He would have left after the Black Album or by the Black Album. I think Cliff would have been the musician that said... Fuck you! I'm leaving. I don't want to do this shit. I right, think that but fourth album. But I think he had so much influence. Yeah, I think I think I that, did. I think yeah. that fourth album. I think Justice, whatever would have replaced that with Cliff, <clears throat> would have been mind blowing. That would have been their pinnacle. 
And then whatever they came, I think he would have said like, "All right, I've I've achieved everything, almost like Marty." Freeman. Yeah, like, yeah. See, or, or by I'm gonna join OPEC. You're right. Or, or by no, or by injustice, they would have. He, I love He might have. He might have. I love it. That is injustice. That's a great the, record for me. That's the record so where I injected into Metallica. Even though I first heard Black, it was the injustice that got me into the band. Where I was like, "This is the shit." Yeah, but. If Cliff was alive, I think Cliff would have taken them in a different direction, and he might have taken them. They might have been a much better band with him alive. They, I don't think they would have been as light. I don't think they would have gone as light. I think they would have gone heavier. Right. In, a, in like a rush. The Black heavier, Album would have never happened. Never would have happened. Yeah. Black I, I Album never would have happened. That's all, obviously. We're, never would have happened. Folks, we're talking speculation. We don't really know. But... Well, we do. I think we, it's kind of the case. Uh, we yeah. actually have a Ouija board right now. We're, we're talking to Cliff. Cliff is telling us from beyond... And he agrees. From I think at some point he would have left because of creative differences. Especially in the 90s when everything got weird. They cut their hair. They took and like he a would couple have... year hiatus. I think it would have been like, hey, I'm going to do But again, it all depends on, on what his real influence was on the band. He's another DiGiorgio, in my opinion. He would have yeah. been in another like metal another... band. Like weird. He would have wanted to do something weird and different. Like kind of Samhain kind of yeah. thing? Or... I don't know. I just think he would have done something weird Samhain. and different. He Sam Hain. Call it so people no, no, really no, know Samhain, what it means. S-O-E-N. Oh, so in. So in. But yeah, but yeah, the thing yeah, with Cliff like is is we don't know because we weren't there. But you know, from speculation, from what I've heard, he's had so much influence on the band. Yeah, I think he could have influenced them in a different direction. Like kept like, them on track. Yeah, but them. but the Black Album blew him up, and I'm happy for them because I actually like the back half of the Black Album. Oh no, no, it's great. All the it is struggle within a, my friend, you know, misery, uh, God that failed. When people Excellent say they shit. hate the Black Man. Album, they're yeah. lying because all it is is a slowed down version of a thrash record. Every riff is a fast ass thrash record Through played, the played slow. Oh, those are all riffs they're all thrash they riffs. They're, they're all riffs that they had that they never used. Yeah, that they and, all, and, all, down. and all Bob Rock did is say, "Hey, people are stupid. Just." Play it half the speed, and, see, and yeah, then yeah. people and just will hit like the snare it. over and over and over and over and over and don't use the ride symbol anymore because it's non-existent. Uh, but, and, but, but, and do but, but, two fills in the whole but, album. But when you say <laughs> this, we'll be good. but when you say that, when you say hit, hit the snare over and over, black oh. metal is. They oh. hit the snare over and over and over. They just of hit course. it four times. You just gotta hit it slower. But but. But, but Bob but, Rock but, wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. He made and, and that's why you listen to even millions, modern millions, Metallica. And, millions, and, millions, and they're and constantly millions, hitting the millions, fucking snare. Yeah. He had the formula. He did. Yeah. He wasn't a dummy. He, no. he ruined them, but he wasn't a dummy. Even you know? listen to the new album, their thrashier jams don't even have fills. It's just all snare. Well, no, no, that, well, Lars no, 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 that's Lars doesn't audibly drums anymore. He quit. Yeah, he's, well, he's, you know what? I just have to play his I'm gonna say actually, guys, I'm an art collector, and now I just happen to play drums in Metallica part-time and I, I'm also a businessman influential uh, in the uh, arts of the uh, current influence. Wait, wait, can I ask you a question? Yes. Did Lars actually rip off Luke Clementi from Testament? Uh, the whole, I was a drummer and did the art thing and I sucked. <laughs> Like, I hate to say it. I love the shit that Lou was on. But no, I mean, Clemente first time was that okay. Was good. That but was overall, good. yeah, he's a terrible drummer. Because Clemente's oh, yeah. now an yeah. art dealer. Yeah. He could not fucking... He's yeah. terrible. Yeah, he couldn't keep up after but, all. Uh, Remember, he's an art dealer. He's, he's meant for that life. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Uh, I just discovered. I didn't know. Your penis? No, that too. But there was... Um, Here we go. We're it, going like, so 04. <laughs> And we're going to get to the top metal albums we will of the 1980s. In a minute. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> uh, in a minute, we will. But in 04, Lars was sick or something at a festival. I think it was Download. And they got a bunch of players to play so for they, him. Yeah. And Dave Lombardo. You can actually watch Ooh. it on YouTube. Oh, wow. Ooh. Dave Lombardo played. Uh, did you guys know about this? No. no. And Joey Jordanson from Slipknot. I don't care what you think about Slipknot, but Joey Jordanson's a fucking... Beast. No, they're all talented dudes. Beast of a drummer. And yeah. and to be able to step in and play Metallica songs, they were was like, it like, oh, like was Lombardo playing like double tempo? Like, is that when he gets bored? It was awesome. You know, yeah. like, I watched it on YouTube. You like, can't... Well, like, you, what songs did he play? I forget. Doesn't you know, matter. Marco was like, basically, anybody playing drums for Metallica except for Lars yeah. was amazing. <laughs> point. That's my point. A 12-year-old kid come from the stage. Yeah. I it was told great. You, James Hetfield just needs to start the James Hetfield band and... It doesn't matter what is played. James Hetfield band is Metallica. In my opinion, James Hetfield is Metallica. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, if you ever get the chance, watch that shit. All right, we'll pull it up later. It's okay. fucking I'm, cool. I'm, I'm bi-curious. And like I said, it's... Bi-curious. I caught that. Bi-curious. But yeah, it, it's... Uh, I think Dave plays a couple songs. Joey Jordison, a couple of people come on oh, and play. Awesome, which is dude. cool. Because right, so like Lars was sick. They come out at the beginning saying Lars won't be here. Everyone's we got like, some friends yeah, helping. Like, and Dave here? Lombardo came on and fucking rocked with Metallica. Was he playing that. the festival anyway? Or did they actually pull Yeah, I believe. I believe. I believe the, the, the bands they pulled from were all there. Can Here's, I just say yeah. it's kind of ironic that Metallica played Download Festival when, with all that Napster shit? I believe it was Download. I believe. I could I be wrong. That. I but think it was, that's great. It was definitely 04, and I think it was Download. Here's my prediction. James Hetfield has been to rehab more than anybody in the band, and he's going to be the... He, everyone's going to die, and he will be the sole surviving member of Metallica, and it's going to be the best-sounding Metallica we've ever heard in our lives, and he replaces everybody I, in the band. Can I say Except for Rob Tree. I think oh, Rob, dude, Rob's, a, Rob's a maniac. I He's think, a maniac. I, I think Great Rob, bass player. I think Rob is the Him and Rob second, will stick together. I think, I think Rob is the second best place, bass player the band has had. He might even yeah. be the best, to be yeah, honest. Dude, Technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's, I mean... He's like all of the dudes mixed into one. He's he's he is Cliff and and fucking Jason Newsted mixed know, into one. I'm gonna say this about Rob. Like I know you guys ain't big suicidal fans. No, you know? but he's but but so but he was still a maniac. Infectious grooves. Yeah, I don't really even like him. But his bass lines no, were no, no, fucking he's crazy. He's technically, pro- you listen to Violent and Funky, dude. He's technically progressive man. I'm all about dude. Dude, Rob Trujillo is an amazing bass player, and he he's not into like you know he's not um dramatic. He just wants to play bass. No, he's, yeah. just, he's just a down earth dude. He's yeah. fun, he, he looks great. Was he like 50? He looks like he's in his 30s. Yeah, man. Well, he came from Suicidal. Have you ever heard Drama out of Suicidal? We've all seen him. I've seen him in Black Label no, Society doing his movie. Oh, oh Drama. I'm not the song Drama? No, Drama. No, yeah, I don't no, know drama, if I have a song Drama. But like, he played in Aussie too. He was in Black Label yeah. Society. And yeah. he played in Aussie. Yeah. Dude, I, I think if anything, James. I mean, Faith No More, dude. James would take Rob and just say, hey, let's do our own thing. Fuck. Kirk has gone so. Far down in my book. Well, he's not. The, a, he's not a good. Guitar the way he's got ah, so sloppy. I just think he likes he talks, the wah so much. What he wears. Well, that's called sloppy hiding. You, you, you yeah. You can, because with a wah pedal, if you fuck up a note, you can just go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like Kirk personally. Like he seems like he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's a he's a he has he, that horror movie poster collection. That is pretty and, and, and he seems always, he's always been into that. And he still stuff. works with Exodus to this day. Yeah, you know? he's a fun and, guy. Mean, he's a fun guy. He seems like he's fun, but he's yeah. a, he's a total like tie dye California beach bum type guy. Like, hey man, what's up? Yeah. But, yeah. but as far as a guitar player goes, I mean, I would still rather see Dave Mustaine play with Metallica. And his high school photo looks like he was a fucking serial killer. Oh, absolutely. It's the worst. All of them, all, all those dudes from that era, like, especially Metallica and Megadeth. They Actually, fucking... James Hetfield is, I mean, we all know, a far better guitar player than Kirk, Kirk Hammett. Yeah, would you would you say that James Hetfield, like, if you talk about rhythm guitarists, isn't he, like, a top? One of the best. Like, what do you think? Like, Scott Ian, maybe, with him? Ian and Schaefer. Oh, Schaefer's got Schaefer's fuck. magnificent, even he's though tight. he's tight. tight. He's a I'm fucking terrorist. So we'll tight. He's not a terrorist. <laughs> well, let's not go down that path. Domestic terrorist. That's bullshit. You can't be a domestic terrorist if you were fucking led into a building by the goddamn police. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, everybody. All right, if you believe this crap, I'm just joking. No, I know, I know. But if you, I don't want to get crazy. I was I, just joking. But if you believe this shit, you're listening to the podcast. Domestic terror. They were led into the building. All right, that's not terrorism. You can't be fucking led into a unless place unless you got forced in. That's yeah. just yeah. entering. Not even breaking yeah. an entrance. That's just entering. Look, his band's a bunch of pussies too. Yeah, they all did. Well, they just don't want the drama. They're are they? Besides it's all Stuart, political. Are they, the West Canadian? Yeah, it doesn't Stuart? matter. Stuart. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't I'm know who's sure in the band anymore. It's... But Schaefer's Schaefer's his rhythm playing is fucking amazing. He's tight. He's, He's fucking. Tight. He is tight. Yeah, especially back in the fucking nineties. And when he gets, when, and when he's done, he will come out, and everyone will listen to Ice Earth again. Oh, I listen to Ice Earth. And the band will be, the band will be just as good, and they'll probably get back together because everyone will forget about it because they all want money. Maybe Barlow will finally come back. Hey, look, I'm not gonna he, lie. He, I still he listen might to say Ice Earth. All no, you and I'm gonna come sure. back. That would be great. Sorry, what, Marco? I still listen to Ice Earth. Oh, me too. I do too. No. It's completely different. No, I mean, so I don't care. There's other people that were part of it. You know, that's it. You know, the old that my where I draw the lines like Diddler, Diddlers. Like I won't listen to Inquisition. Yeah, Sam, I don't know about. And they came out with a new album. And everybody's listening to them, and I, 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 I neglect doing it, but I want to write. You listen to fucking child porn people, because yeah. I looked into it. The same people are in the fucking band. It's two dudes. The same two dudes. Yeah. Same two dudes. Yeah. So these people are all the new Inquisition record is great, but nah, fuck that, man. I can't, I can't support that. 
Yet I like Inquisition. That's the fucked up part, but I can't support it. That bothers me a lot. No, the dude that people, shit. yeah. Just let kids have their fucking childhood. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? That that was my. Be fucking purple. Be seven genders. I don't, don't give a, a shit. Fuck, but stay away from playgrounds and let kids have Correct. their fucking child. We've gone into fucking crazy territory. We were going to talk about 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's time to get into that? I think it's time. All right. We're going to get off. We don't have much news this uh, month because there ain't shit going on. I'm getting off. All right. Let's do it. Top 10 of 1980. We've been teasing this all episode. Let's just get it done. Doug, your first one, Motorhead Ace of Spades. Let's, yeah, what do you think about it? All right. Not, probably not my first choice, but super influential. Absolutely. Um, so I, I didn't realize, or I forgot anyway, that this is their fourth studio album. Yeah, this man. 80. So they had Bomber, Motorhead, Overkill, uh, On Parole, and then this. And Bomber. Bomber. I think, I think Bomber came out right after. No, no. Bomber was like one of their first records. Are you sure? Yes. Bomber was uh, before it. But I haven't been down here. It must be true. It's not true. Bomber was definitely before it. Well, someone peeked that. Will you look that up real quick? Well, me and I, I will, fist fight? I will tell you, it doesn't matter because it's just like Marco going down on a woman. My favorite track is... <laughs> Fast and loose, just yeah. <laughs> and we're the road crew. I love that album. Yeah, and love me like a reptile, and obviously Ace of Spades. I mean, this was the album that kind of drove them into commercial success. You know, right? They, they've been around, they've had a following, but this is the one that kind of. So, I mean, I think it's definitely um, an essential, at least a top ten of nineteen eighty. Yeah, the one thing I will say about the uh, just Phil the Animal Taylor in general is that double bass. He brought that shit into metal. Yeah. Like, without him, the thrash world would probably never be the same. So many people were influenced by his drumming, it's unfucking believable Especially that early thrash scene. The early thrash. Even Igor Cavalera cites him as, like, really? the greatest, one of the greatest drummers of all time. Igor is one of my favorite drummers. Oh, Igor, with groove, everything combined, I, D-beat, he can do it all. I would say uh, precision and, and timing and timing of, of how he played and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he was... He's definitely influential, even though nobody knows who the hell he is. I mean, unfortunately. He's no, not, no, that's not... I don't he's think not that's a top true. drummer. He's not I, a top drummer. You know what? But he is credited with double bass. He definitely... <sighs> he really? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Him and Charlie Benanti just fight. Well, no, but but dude... Well, he, that was a, Charlie, Overkill came out in the 70s, later, man. That's later, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Overkill came out in the 70s. Well, that's a blast later. Too, and you, li- you no, listen to Overkill, and fucking, he's doing that double bass. Do you know yeah. you know a lot of double bass is actually uh, attributed to um, uh, uh, is it is it Shark or uh, from the band a different band? Um, except, except Fast yeah. Like a Shark. But a, yes. no, well, again, Fast Like a Shark came out in '82. So this is still Overkill pre- came out earlier, and Overkill yeah. had that double bass. So this bass. does predate. Yes. And I was thinking of blast beats, not necessarily double bass. But you're yeah. right. This kind of predates. All right. Well. Absolutely. You know, maybe I, I've never paid attention. That's Filthy Animal just, is the double bass fucking, he was the inspiration. And this is why I like doing this, because now I'll go back and I'll, I'll listen to Ace's page, mm-hmm. where I'm like, all right, this is an okay album. I'm like, wow, that you're no, I will too, bass. because you know, I'm not drum. sure. I'm actually not sure where double bass really gets the full credit of the first album that has For metal. Bass. For metal, Overkill is really? like kind of the first thing, yeah. Okay, all right. As that far as 79? I know. As far as I know. Okay. Yeah, 79. So the thing and that was way before Badante. That was before Fast as a Shark. Jack, I, I was thinking well, double, double. I mean, blast beats. Not, not double. Oh, beats. blast. Uh, as Char- as Charlie kind of gets credited yeah. for blasts. Yeah, I know there's a big thing he yeah, came yeah. out. But Badante always says Fast as a Shark is the reason why he played drums. Right. Okay. Fast as so, a Shark. So that, I will tell you. There's a, there's the, he, great song. You're showing your work. You know yeah. what I mean? You've seen where you came from. The fucked up thing, the lineup from this album. And that's coming from Charlie Benanti saying that in a video. Like, that's not me just making it. Like, that's him saying it. That's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why he decided to play drums. So, number so, 10, Ace of Spades. Number 9, Kevin, your choice, Scorpions. What album? Animal Magnetism. Awesome. Uh, great record. I mean, obviously, there's a, a lot of great Scorpion records. But, yes, The Zoo is a great song. Uh, but the song Animal Magnetism, it was before its time. Because in the early 90s, there's a band called Alice in Chains. That song sounds like early Alice in Chains. The way that uh, Klaus Mina sings his song. Yeah, absolutely. It has a massive, massive Alice in Chains sound to it. Yeah. That you, you're like, 
you think that they started that sound in the 90s it really came from 1980s animal magnetism so go back listen to the song and you will hear that lane staley vocal pattern the sound and the music and it's such a great great album all around anything you want to add yes it sparked actually a drunken memory for me and you hanging out where you showed me mad animal magnetism and I agreed with you. <laughs> you were like, Yeah, oh, man. I was like, Holy shit, I hear that. We're both Allison Chains yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I mean, Doug is the biggest Allison Chains fan here, uh, but, you know, <laughs> I will fuck you. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say one thing about the Scorpions. Uh, I never really, like, because when I was a kid, Scorpions was like Rock Like Hurricane, which I loved. But, like, Winds of Change, I was like, whatever. Yeah, they sing about some about. Some about down to Donkey Punch. Right. What's he say about Donkey Punch? Not Donkey Punch. Ah. Donkey no. Punch. Gorky no, Park. Donkey. Gorky, Gorky Park. Park. Nope. Donkey Which Punch. was also another fucking eighty shit band. But you know, uh, and last year an album. Two thousand. I'm sorry. Two thousand nineteen. Exumer <laughs> came out with a, an al- uh, a cover called "He's a Woman, She's a Man," which is a fucking Scorpions cover. And then. Testament drops a fucking song called Dream Deceiver, which sounds exactly like that song. And it made me really fall in love with the Scorpions, and I've really looked into it since. And uh, you guys want to pay attention? Or? I'm here. All right. <laughs> but uh, it's really what got me into them. So, anim- you know, this, the album I actually got to listen to a little bit more as far as animal magnetism. But that song really did remind me of Alice in Chains. So, um, and also... Evil Dead back in early '90s did a great cover. That's what that was my. I'd never heard that song until yeah. I heard the Evil Dead's version. Right. Um, and also, Marco, I just want to say you were right. I was looking at a, an article that said that Ace of Spades was, the, was their fourth studio album. It was actually their fifth. You're right. Motorhead, Overkill, Bomber mm-hmm. on parole in Ace of Spades. So I shouldn't doubt the master. And I think I think Bomber was even before Overkill. By the way, the the name I no, could be Overkill wrong. Bomber. This is on Metallica. You sure. So. Okay. The name Animal Magnetism is also known as mesmerism it's the name given by a german doctor franz mesmer in the 18th century what he believed to be an invisible natural force okay so uh possessed by all living things including humans animals and vegetables so even though the cover it's weird and i'm sure today actually It'll probably. It ain't be, no virgin killer. It'll be. It'll be canceled. I have a feeling that with a thirteen-year-old naked girl. On it'll it. probably be canceled yeah. by cancel culture. But the fact that you have a dog and a woman both looking up at a man, and all you see is like his waist up, mm-hmm. probably be canceled at some point. But um, still not as bad as virgin killer. I'm gonna say yeah. it again. Is that the one with the bubblegum? As gum? we know, that's the, the one with the thirteen-year-old naked girl on it. The Scorpions oh, like have never. They've had interesting album covers. Yeah, go but, crazy. I always looked at that one and I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's going to come back to bite them. But it doesn't matter. That's how they were. They're, it's rock. It's harsh. It's raw. Um, it's sexual. Uncut it's sexual, energy. yeah. All right, let's move on. Number dark. eight is, dark. is my pick. Again, this is no particular order. We're just doing like pick, pick, pick. And uh, I'm going to say one more time, the top five we kind of all agreed on. So uh, my uh, 1980 pick is Angel Witch. Yeah. Uh, self-titled. Actually, if it wasn't for Doug, I would have not known about this band. Um, and in return, when you went to Canada to see him because they're not allowed in the yeah. States, you bought me this bad boy. Absolutely, yeah. Wait, why is why is Angel Witch not allowed here? I still don't know. I actually don't know. I've looked into this a couple times. I can't figure it I out. I keep getting Glenn Benton and DS. I mean, in yeah, Angel yeah, DSI shit. Well, no. I mean, allowed. we allow if we allow Glenn Benton in New Hampshire, then we obviously maybe that's the only he's state he's allowed. allowed mass in. In New ha- I don't know. Well, he's. A, I think I think they can play mass now. They just haven't. Now Ken Ken's probably. But I know they haven't played mass in years. Oh fuck. Yeah, Ken. Ken was like, I'm going to fucking wait for him after the show. So we How went, dare he say that Canada sucks? <laughs> we went to a show and we saw DSI and a few other bands in Jewel in New Hampshire. And Glenn Benton was just shitting on Canada because of the, yeah. you know, they charge us for merch this and this, this, that. And he was shitting on Canadians. And Ken, our Canadian friend. Oh, shout, you want to shout out to our he friend, was, Canadian. He was so Canadian about it. Canadian he was so Ken. polite, but he was so fired up at the same time. He wanted to fight him. Yeah. He really did. And it went something like this. I'm so angry about Glenn Benton not liking me about a boot, a boot. Yeah. I'm so angry about a boot. Glenn Benton. Figure it out. Figure it out, Glenn. Dude, I love was, you, that Glenn. Was, that was adorable, though. He was so fired up, but he was so Canadian polite about it at the same time. I can't even. But so back to Angel Witch. Um, 
I, you know, it's funny. I, I'm a big Iron Maiden fan. New wave, you know, new album, new wave of British heavy metal. New album. But I didn't know much about new album. Uh, but Doug opened me up to Angel Witch, uh, self-titled record. Uh, dude, what a fucking magnificent record, man. It's a ripper. Especially oh, dude. 1980. And then like songs like Atlantis, The White Witch. Ben, you know, white witch. and then again, I traveled all the way from Toronto, which is like a 10 uh, to Toronto, I, I should say, which is like a 10, 10 hour drive to see them live because they can't play the States for some weird reason. And they fucking crushed that I'm night. I'm still, I'm still devastated. I couldn't and from Bangor, I ended up meeting, uh, what's that fucking guy's name? Danny. Is it Danny something? Goddamn. Now I can't think of it. But the dude from Banger, from Banger TV, plays an exciter now. I can't remember his name. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's there, but I'm not... Whatever, it's not coming to me either. But I got to meet him, which was cool. Which I love Banger TV, which is where I got my idea for the top ten, I'm going to be honest. Banger TV's great, yeah. You know? Um, don't but, give it away. We don't care about Banger TV. So, fuck Banger TV. So, I didn't realize for years after this, but um, Onslaught... Daniel Decay! Oh, I was just going to say that. You took yeah. it out of my mouth. Yeah, there you go. Um, they, uh, Onslaught on In Search of Sanity, the first album with Steve Grimmett. Um, the they, only album with Steve Grimmett, isn't it? Yeah, the only album. You're the right. only album. And yeah. probably one of my, I don't know, it depends. Apples and the orders. only good album. No, the first no, two were great. Dude. But they're more raw. Well, they're just different. Again, we'll go back to it real quick. Power From Hell is kind of a Venom ripoff, but The Force, sick. Yeah, I still have a bootleg somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, they did a cover Confused, which uh, I was confused about who sung that was for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I, I heard it, it, I don't know, they, they actually do a very good cover of it, because like, The Angel Witch is good, but then you hear that, and it's just like fucking Steve Grimmett belting it. Alright bro, number seven, Permanent Waves, Kevin's Choice. Permanent Waves, Rush. The only reason why you need to know about this is because they have set the ground for technical metal. I know, everyone says... Rush isn't metal. At least Rush prog. isn't metal. At least prog progressive metal. Dude, prog metal. They set the ground with my favorite track, and I, I think Marco's going to agree with me. Natural Science. Natural Science. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Natural Science, forget Spirit of Radio. I understand. It's a good all, song. It's a good song. But, but Natural Na- Science, Natural man. Science Ooh. laid the groundwork for what we would know as prog metal, technical metal, and they did. It's like being blown listening to that song. Absolutely. <laughs> Musically you know? blown. Yeah. Is Absolutely. that the one? Is that the album that has the zipper song? With no on farts. X Y Z or something. <laughs> With no farts. No, but uh, no, no, no. That was uh, uh, Y Y Z was. Um, was that actually moving album? pictures? Oh, moving pictures. Yeah. I'm so bad with my fucking rush. It's the album after that. Okay. It's literally the follow up. Permanent is Waves is Spirit the album cover Radio. that looks very 19, Free will. 1950s. It's black and white, and it Show has em. the atomic bomb in the background going off. Oh. Show them. Is that it? Right. It's not the first time I've seen yeah. that. So, <laughs> Dougie I, think, I, I was thinking Moving Pictures. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah, so Moving Pictures saying, is like their famous record, but Permanent Waves is my actual personal favorite. The so. cover art sparked controversy because it appears, uh, uh, it has a newspaper on it that says Dewey defeats Truman. In in the headlines on the newspaper, uh, the Chicago Tribune actually ended up trying to sue or something because uh, of the text on on the artwork. So there's this big controversy. Can't have a Canadian band talking about American politics, eh? <laughs> Can't do that. But in general, uh, that song itself, uh, it, it's so amazing because Natural Science it talks about it goes it goes through three different chapters and the transitions musically. It's so technical and progressive. It really sets the stage for prog metal. Um, so, I mean, for, for those of you out there who may not have given Rush a chance, you have to listen to that album. That is really the album that set the stage. Forget moving pictures. This is the album. But This is the album that really set the stage. If you like moving pictures, great, because I do. I love it. I, I love it's a great too, record. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. I think Absolutely. it's great. But permanent waves is really the fucking groundwork and natural science is where it's at again that's an opinion but i agree with you yes so you permanent know? waves is that like kind of like a nod to like the nuke like the permanent yes. waves like the, yes the yes blast? yes okay. yeah all right 
Yep. That's actually, I kind of like that album cover. I, when I, I was in a, like moving, is it moving pictures? Yes. But I will Where say it's this. Like, with the arches. The and arches. I will say this. Yeah, the arches. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a band, a hard rock band, they're the first band that really incorporated reggae into, so so if you think right, it's with like Free Spirit Will of Radio, it's very radio yeah. Spirit of yeah, Radio right. in, yeah. incorporated the sound of reggae mm-hmm. into Wait. that song. Did yes. Yeah. Okay. You need to go back and listen and to it. And again, I, I, qu- I question it's a metal record, but I love it so much I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, metal or not, it was influential. Oh, it's in so good. Realm. It's so good. Just like Pink Floyd. All right. Def Leppard, On Through the Night. <laughs> I like how he avoided that. <laughs> fuck Pink Floyd. Do you I not like Pink Floyd? I do not like Pink Floyd. Wow, that's amazing. I can't okay. stand Pink Floyd. All right. Farting on fucking <laughs> video. Or video audio. But... Uh, Def Leppard on through the night, bro. Your number six, Doug's pick. All right, so Def Leppard on through the night, uh, eleven songs, forty-four minutes. Um, Def Leppard's official debut. Uh, they had uh, an EP before this, the Def Leppard EP. So a few of the songs are kind of like redone and like rocks off and overtime, overture, overture. Not sure. Um, I love this second record. That's my favorite. Yeah, no, you like High and Dry. Yeah, you're High and Dry. That's actually no, I like this album, but High and Dry is my favorite. But that's your favorite. Yeah. And, that, and that's because... But it didn't come out in 1980, so it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Right. But just in general, like, I, yeah. you, you've... Me, me and Mark have always had this trade-off. Hey, you listen to Def Leppard, and I'll listen to more Dawkins. And, like, I, I don't know if we still held up to hey, that. Hey, back for the attack. When we get to 19, I think it's 87. Might be one of my favorite records. I'm going to confuse what, you both. Yeah. 97? Dude, that album is so good. It is, but, I mean, think about what it my, came out in 87. Hey, my, Did Among the Living come out in 87? That would be my number one. But right, I think so Back yeah, for the, the Attack would make my time ten. My, right. ten, yeah. my that, favorite... I, I, like, I like that we're doing yeah. this. My favorite Def Leppard album is Hysteria. That's bullshit. Yep. Is that the prom album? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Pour you know why? On me, do you want to know why? No. It has nothing to do with my sexuality. <laughs> it is. It, it's that that album. It's. The, Are you a stripper? No, I wish. My mom. Make that ass clap. My mom. That was. She played it constantly yeah. as a kid. It's just. Understood. I love it, and Sorry. it wasn't even pour some. I it's not it. that song. No, dude, rock it. I fucking is so good. It. Women, dude, women is so fucking no, good. No, there's a nostalgic on top of. There's a couple your good tracks, but I remember way. going to like birthday parties but, but, where that the shit was hot, and I'm like, fuck this, play Metallica. But 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 the tracks that were great, a lot of those tracks reminded me of stuff on High and Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know the words, but he's like, Rock it, baby, come on. High Drive's the best record. I know Kev's a humongous fan. Of On Through the Night. I think it would grow on you if you listened to a little bit more. It's I like of, it. It's got a... The first time I heard it, I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's better than the other shit. Because I'm not a fan is of... Is that the album, though? I just hate the cover. Is that the one with oh, the like truck? A, a with, a, with the guitar. With the guitar. Yeah, with the guitar. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so, so cheesy. So bad. No, it's cheesy, but brilliant at the bad. same time. Terrible. It so, could have been worse. I don't know. I'm a little older than you guys, but do you remember when like, supermarkets had like tapes in the front? Oh, and they were yeah. like for like $1.99 or whatever they were? I don't know. I bought On Through the Night. You bought on through the night, huh? I bought on through the night when I was a kid. Did you buy it with your funk and Again, probably because of Pour Some Sugar on Me or some shit. Because I was probably like nine when that came out. High and Dry, I love. Uh, on Through the Night, I like too. But. So not a, a, a essential of 1980, but definitely worth mentioning. No, nah, man, I think it's they cool. Were, they, you gotta start somewhere, and they kind of like had the good, good, good rock. Yeah. They had a good fucking I rock. Mean, a, 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 or a I mean, I definitely see Marco in his room going, Pull! Sugar on me. So, you can, unless you're at the prom, I can see it. I can no, totally see it. Unless you're at the prom dancing with a girl, there's no other application that's appropriate for that. If you're in a work truck with another dude, you know, that thing. But love is a battlefield. I'll fucking max that. Pavanatar. Any day. Love Pavanatar. Oh fuck yes. But probably the best song written in the '80s, ever. Up there. But, I don't know about it. I don't know about it. No, ever. but it's. I, I cannot boot that. To full volume when I hear I've it. seen Marco's bedroom. Me, it's like, he has a vinyl of the band Dead or Alive. Alright? Who does? Marco. I I've don't. seen it. Well, like Bon Jovi? No, not, not, not Bon Jovi. Dead, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive, the band that's, uh, what's the, the 80s. song? 80s. What's the song? You spin me yeah, yeah, right, right round, baby. No, right that's Simple Minds, round. isn't it? No, Simple Minds is, uh, don't, don't you forget, forget about, about me. me. Yeah. Alright. Diamond, uh, <laughs> Diamond Head, number five. Diamond in my pick. Nice. So Diamond Head uh, covered. This is the reason I love Diamond Heads because they were covered by Metallica like fifteen fucking times. Oh yeah. But yeah, they have the Prince. Um, 
Sorry. I gotta read because I'm drunk. The Prince is probably top five Metallica songs. Yeah. it's not there. Helpless. Helpless. Yeah. And Am I Evil. Those are both in the same. All right. What else was on that album? Was Sucking My Love and all those other Lighting of the Nations. Okay. Um, But anyway, uh, I went on a cruise. They do uh, All-Star Jam with Jeff Waters of Annihilator. And so Diamond Head ended up getting booked on the cruise. But in the fucking brochure where they're talking about the jam, Metallica's Am I Evil. Oh. Isn't that an insult when you wrote a song but but, it's known as Metallica's Am I Evil? But they boosted it to stardom. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's it's bullshit. It's bullshit. But it was funny, though. I'm going to tell you the story. I don't think you were on this cruise, so I'm going to tell you the quick story. They had Holy Moses singer, uh, oh, no, Sabina, that, that whatever. Was, was that Barge? In the uh, 1892. Wasn't that? No, was no, that? no, no, no. I think it was a little later. Because so they, they played a couple times. Holy Moses did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was like 2015, 2014, maybe. Uh, it might have been 14. I was on 15. But, um, yeah, so Sabina came on. She didn't know the lyrics. And the singer of... Diamond Head actually came on and like helped her out. <laughs> That's so sad. That's he was there. That's, he was there. It was terrible. She was like singing like made up shit. That's you know. Funny. That's funny. But it, but it was funny because Jeff Waters. So what they did was you know like the beginning with the dun 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 dun. Uh, yeah. They did it with the original like the guys that they actually set up to do the jam. And then when it gets fast, the da 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 You know what I'm talking about? My mother made some bread. She was burned alive. So, I think the plan from watching, the plan from watching was the singer was supposed to come out and do the fast part. Yeah. And so Jeff Waters announced it as like, oh, we got the real band here that actually wrote it. Even though the brochure is written down as Metallica's Am I Evil, which is written by Diamond Head. <laughs> well, so the band actually came out, even though the singer came out to help Sabina, because Sabina didn't know what the fuck she was doing. I mean, that was on. That's I got this from Kevin when he went on his eBay spree. Oh, kill them all. Yeah, th- that that has um, really? was it Blitz uh, Blitzkrieg and Am I Evil is on. Where did that. I get that? Oh, eBay. Did I? Oh yeah, I bought that in the original Exodus, bought it by Blahoff. Yeah, but you probably. But it's cheap. amazing how like I bet the, you even I bet you made it. I was probably I bought it. Cheap, expensive, and then I sold it to you cheaper. Yeah, I think you spent like five like, you grand on your bottles. I'm not gonna charge you that much. Up, you can buy it for twenty dollars cheaper. It's probably worth. I probably like got it for a third of what they were worth. Three, three but times what it's worth now. But so the thing is, like a, a guy <laughs> used to work with, he thought "Am I Evil" was just. He thought those were just Metallica songs, and that kind of goes in the same vein. What you're Correct. Saying. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like, unless you know, you don't know. But what's ridiculous is like uh, a festival. That's supposed to be like a metal fest. You think someone would have caught would that? Would know that yeah. it's actually a Diamond Head fucking song. Especially but they're like, no, it's so it's so infamous with Metallica. Which, you know, honestly, if I never delved deeper into metal, I would think it's a Metallica song too. Same, yeah. You know, but... but I you mean, would they've think, even said... I, I, yeah, it's hard, man. I've even heard a thing saying, like, without Metallica, we wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't have... You know what I mean? Like, they, mm-hmm. they just would have kind of fell under the radar like a lot of these other bands. So... But anyway, I'm in at number five. Uh, now, basically, we got like our mutual picks. We're getting in the top four. And so these are like, we basically, we didn't do a March Madness bracket. Like I said, you said it was too much work. But we too kinda, much work. We kind of decided and like we, we, we agree um, as a team that these are our five. You know what I mean? These were like what would have been the well, top one. four. Top four. Yeah. Oh, top four? Top four. Top four. So this Diamond Head was five. These would have been the top four if we did a bracket and we did a vote. We kind of all said, hey, what do you choose? What do you choose? What do you choose? So this is basically in order. There's no, we're not going to fight each other on what's better nope. than, yep. or not, just about the No, nope. We all agreed upon the order. Judah Priest, 1980s, British Steel. Go on. For me, man, I it's Grinder. That oh. song, Grinder, dude. Because uh, you're looking for me? Dude, that fucking riff is just perfection that album is it's quintessential british metal i wouldn't say it's judas priest's best metal record but it's awesome no it's not it's not their their best but it's definitely i mean dude had breaking the law on it yes you know what i mean that was that was fucking humongous yeah he was a butthead like you you name it it. like everyone your grandmother rob's grandmother who's sitting here but he's very quiet your grandmother probably knows breaking the law she listened to british steel yeah 
He'll get back to us. It is a song. It is a song that everyone knows. The guitarist. I hate to say it. Even though it's played out, that. even though it's played out, I've still done that like breakdown by breakdown. It's such a better, more, yes. more yes. classic riff than say Andrew Salmon or something. It's just this is the album that got them on the charts in America. This is what broke them through. Dude, and and Rapid Fire is a great song. Yes, Metal Gods. Metal Gods is great too. You don't yeah. have to be old to be wise. Like Living After Midnight. That's but a that's fucking classic. Take... Every bar ever that is shut down usually plays Living After Living Midnight. After midnight. Really but you know I picked I mean? Grinder just for how I just love I love the riffing in Grinder, dude. It just that's sounds so great. It. Yeah, that's why. I that's why I like it. No, honestly, they they do. They have everyone. It's funny when you talk about priests to different people and different. Um, everyone has their own background in metal. I love thrash. I love this. I love this. I love new wave British heavy metal. But when it comes to Priest, everyone has their own favorite album. Like if obviously if I had to choose, it'd probably be Painkiller, just because I'm a slut for Painkiller. Yeah, of was, course. But in British Steel is not my favorite record. But no, by that, far. But is there for 1980 that, and yes. having that come out? That was like 1980. Breaking the laws coming out. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be. It, it broke them through. Yeah. And for me, actually, out of. Uh, the records from Sad Wing to like Defenders is probably my least favorite, to be honest. Uh, maybe aside from Point of Entry, Point of Entry is probably the most garbage record in that era. But yeah. that album is so influential, and if you honestly talk about like popularity, it's one of the most popular records. It is, you know, because well, you uh, you mentioned Breaking the Law. It's it's one of the most iconic metal riffs and fucking it, metal. It's so simple, but so. Uh... It just punches so hard. Yeah. You've heard it a million times. You listen to it and... <laughs> like, the, the, all the old-timers I used to work with, they love, like, Judas Priest and, like, Jethro Tull and right. Radio Speedwagon. Like, it was like, they, they were right on the cusp of either... It was a... It's a gateway. <laughs> Look, for me, it's one of my least favorite There's Judas Priest records. Uh, as far as their earlier stuff. Oh, wow, that's really sharp. It's They're, like... My least favorite is probably, like, Ram It Down... Um, uh, Turbo, Turbo, yeah, I mean, they all uh, okay and their Tim Ripper shit, like whatever. But for 1980, fantastic record. Even though it might not be my favorite, it's no. a fantastic fucking record. Think of it this way: it's not their greatest, but for 1980, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's top ten, definitely. I'm not, I'm not doubting no, that. Between breaking the law and excuse us, God damn it. We're getting, about to get into Maiden, bro. Between Breaking the Law and Lemon After Midnight and everything in between, for yeah. 1980, that's definitely top five material. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where I believe this belongs. But as far as a Priest catalog, it's not, not it's there, pretty yeah. low on my list. And, and and it's funny that British Steel is one of their most famous records. It's probably, But to me, it's pretty fucking low. It is. Yeah. I mean, if, all right, just quick quick side note. What would be number one for you? Painkiller? We're screaming. Oh, Sad Wings. Probably Stained Class. Stained Class. Ooh. Painkiller. Stained Class. Yeah. Painkiller. Yeah. I love Sad Wings. Sad I'm Wings off. is one of my favorites. Yeah. You just reminded me of something. We have to go back in time. Fuck Motorhead. Uh, the drumming in Judas Priest. There's double bass in the late Exciter. 70s albums. Right, Exciter? Yeah. So, what, what album's Exciter off of? Is that Stained Class? I think it's St. Class. But the drumming, the drumming, there's, 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 there's double bass. Awesome. There's double bass in Judas Priest records. So I would say that Motorhead are not the first band to have double bass. Playing. But they're still, I mean, we don't. They're pretty close. They're pretty close. Pretty close. Nah. Yeah. Right. I mean, dude, Overkill came out 78. Uh, State Class was 79. Yeah, but I mean. Come on, man. It's, it's close, but. It'll be a grinder. And then you're for me. <laughs> Meeting on Grinder. <laughs> All right, number three. Let's just move on. Move on. We're going to go with Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Now, this is an album that, for me, might be pretty much overall one of my favorite metal bands of all time. They were definitely my biggest gateway, maybe aside from Metallica. Metallica didn't come out until 83, 83, so I can't talk about that yet. But I mean Iron Maiden. Come on. Prowler. Dude, Prowler got me through some rough times. And it was a great fucking song. Dude, it, uh, all right, can I get it? All right, so Prowler, Remember Tomorrow, Running Free, Fantasy That's my Opera, favorite track. Transylvania, which I just did yeah. a great cover, Strange World, Charlotte the Harlot, and Iron Maiden. Dude, like, 
There's not a bad song in that repertoire. No, right man. There. It's great. Great record, man. Dude, great record. Prowler's, like, it reminds me of, like... Do you remember, like, um, um, Stone's Paint It Black? Yeah, I love that song. It's almost like they yeah. took that, which, like, that's only, like, the metal-accepted um, mm-hmm. Stone songs. It's so fucking dark and awesome. I accept... I love the songs. Like, I do. I like their like old, like pre uh, satisfaction shit. Oh fuck, satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like their like when they were like still ripping off like American yeah. blues. Bands Let it and bleed stuff. and whatever. But, but Prowler was like to me their take on that because he's talking about like you know basically peeping broads in the bushes and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> broads, broad uh, dames, 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 uh, l- l- ladies. Yeah, whatever they are. Night. Let's just do it. Um, but dude, like it, it's just. From front to back, that that's a ripper. And I know these two. I love Diano as much as you two do, but he's I know he's pointing at us, me and Marco. Yeah, them two. He's to pointing. Me. My favorite. Yeah, Diano's dumb. Dude, my favorite era is the Dixon era. Okay. Absolutely. Remember tomorrow is one of my favorite Iron Maiden songs. So Piece it's of a great song. Yeah, I mean, I love that song. It's got. Tears for it's a song that they should play live to this day because yeah. that song is that good, but they don't. It's unfortunate. Why? Because Dickinson can't sing that song. No, he can. No, he's he can. done it before. And Do you he think like Tiano said, like, they hey, just don't. Uh, I want to get paid for every time you play it at every tour. Some there's gonna be something. You know, I don't know what it is. I'm going off the record though. Like with Killers, I know will will it'll be a top ten in 1981. But like, Murders in the Room Org. Fuck man, that song is fucking brilliant. But why don't they play it live every time? You know, because they should. Because that fucking song rules. It's like Moonchild, but they never do. In my opinion. But it's way better than Moonchild. 22 Acacia Avenue. Absolutely. The Prisoner? The Prisoner? Dude, that song, dude. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling Beast in general is just fucking... Yeah. A rager, but it's okay. Yeah, aside from it's a couple got, songs, a couple songs are yeah. shit. Aside from there's, a, there's, shit. there's some filler, but even though some... I think Gangland is, fun. we're not there yet. We're still in 1980. We're, I'm gonna we're, we're slap of... around the world, you boys. I'm gonna let you know real get quick. Get back though. on track. In 82's "Number of the Beast," before I get back on track, "Invaders," one of the worst opening tracks ever. Opening for Maiden, tracks, yeah. Oh, I, I like it as a song, but yeah. not the as be- a like "Where Eagles Dare." Yeah, man, Invaders, yeah. Invaders, pillaging. That should be like a fucking like. Even the guitar is Yeah, no, terrible. We'll get to eighty-two eventually. I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to bring up eighty-two. Triggered. You're busting your nut, Marco. But dude, awesome album. I love the original Iron Maiden record. I think for its time, it's so innovative. Dude, Transylvania alone. Yeah, man. My buddy Will, he's like, dude, he's like, he 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 was into hardcore. Awesome. Into hardcore, getting into like heavier metal. Like, That's my boy. We backwards. gave him the King Diamond fucking yes, hoodie. Yeah, exactly. I like that guy. And I send him Transyl- yeah. Transylvania. I'm like, dude, I know you don't like the vocals of Bruce. I'm like, listen to this. It's an instrumental. And he's like, dude, he's like, this blue. I mean, fucking who does? Who yeah. likes Bruce's dude. vocals? No, they're, cool. they're don't great. Be a jerk about no, don't. I, I like. Don't him, be a I Bruce like snob. I like him. No, but I mean, if you're gonna compare apples to oranges, like he he is good. All he's right. a great performer. He's a great frontman. But Diano, he might have been able to hit some better notes for good. that stuff. No, Diano was a different. They were different singers, bro. Yeah. Different I mean, singers, it yeah. is what it is. I love Diano too. I, I'm, I'm with Kevin. I love Diano. Just remember like tomorrow. Killer, Killers. Okay. And, no, I love Diano too. And they're I, self-titled. Excellent, man. It's like every band that ever had two singers, like Whiplash, like Onslaught. It's like I just I take this singer's stuff, what it is. I take this singer's stuff, what it is. Yeah. And when you compare absolutely. the two, it's well, not fair because it's different. Bon Scott's way better than Brian Jones. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion. Oh, but, that's not even. Yeah. We're going to get a caller on this right. one. Number two, bro. Number Uh-oh. two. You guys ready for number two? <sighs> yeah. Black Sabbaths. We we made this joint decision. Mm. Heaven and hell. Yes. Anybody. Children of the Sea, I am the biggest slut for. Me too. I love that song. And I didn't get into that until about five or six years ago. I don't know how it passed me this whole time. It just didn't hit me right until I don't fucking know. some shit hit the fan. And I still, I still think that... Um, Heaven and Hell, the song, the solo, it's one of Tony Iommi's best solos ever. Sure. I agree with that. Yeah. It's when he was like, I'm not just a 70s guitar player. 
I can show you that I can play because we were we were he was beyond. Don't forget he had in 1978 they had Van Halen open for him, so he got to see everything that Eddie Van Halen could do with his mm-hmm. guitar, and was like, "Fuck, I'm old as fuck. I need to figure out how to play." <laughs> and he still in 1980 was like, "You know what? I'm gonna showcase that I can still rip." And the motherfucker rips on that record. He rips. I still think it's Tony Iommi. 1980s Heaven and Hell is Tony Iommi's best guitar playing. Period. In Black Sabbath's history. Wow. This is his best guitar playing. Look, I'm going to say this right now. Heaven and Hell might be my favorite Black Sabbath record. Oh! In not just deal years, but all, all years. Whoa. Uh, it might be my favorite record. Whoa, that's deep. That's a full yeah. statement. Um, oh, man. Master's Reality. It's hard. Master's Reality is probably right there with it. I mean... But I love the direction they took. They kind of took metal in a different direction. And Dio's voice is magnificent, man. I don't give a fuck. You know, Ozzy's good for what he does, but Dio... It, I don't know. For me, Dio is a way better singer. In my opinion. Ozzy was unique. Sure. Dio, Dio, Dio was, can't sing. Like yeah. Dio can't sing. I've heard Dio do the Ozzy songs, and they don't sound... In my opinion, they don't yeah, sound good. Yeah, but you know what? If Two Ozzy ever singers. attempted to do the yes. Dio songs, it ain't gonna happen. No, but but here's the thing. Ozzy could hit notes because his octaves, Ozzy could sing notes that Dio is not meant to do and vice versa. Dio's voice is so much well, better. Well, we go right back to like different bands, same, you know, different singers, you know, like, and it sucks if you hear one that you love and try to sing. Yeah, like, I don't want to hear. There's bands that are interchangeable. You know, like John hear, Bush dude. and Belladonna. You know, the, the list goes on. Well, and on. John Bush has a better voice than Belladonna. I disagree. Oh, better voice. He, uh, disagree. Disagree. I you disagree, disagree too? Disagree. I disagree. Yeah, oh, I disagree. I think, I think John Bush has a way better voice than Belladonna. Like as far as Armored Saint goes? or as, as Just in yes. general. Just in Armored general. Armored Saint, sure. Just in general. Yeah, but not as... as I'm not saying... I just heard Lesser look, of Two Evils and I wanted to kill myself. Look, I'm not saying like Anthrax... No, I love Belladonna Anthrax more. And uh, I was just talking shit about him, but I love this record. And we all, we all, we all agreed. <laughs> we're, no, we're, Ozzy, we got into a massive fight. And <laughs> I never won pick it. Yeah, yeah. Blame it upon. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. This album is fucking phenomenal. Uh, we all, in consensus actually, chose yeah. it as the best album of 1980 is Ozzy Osbourne's. Blizzard of, Blizzard of Oz. Well, I mean, this was Ozzy's first album after he departed from Sabbath. Mm-hmm. His first solo, al- solo album. Absolutely. Solo. So, so and the project was actually speak. supposed to be called Blizzard of Oz. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Oh, was yeah. that a record producer thing? No, the no, it band a, itself. Uh, yeah. It was supposed to be a band. Yeah. It was never supposed to be Ozzy's it was supposed to be Blizzard, Blizzard of Oz. Blizzard of Oz was the supposed to be band The band was yeah. Blizzard of Oz. Mm. Oh. And it made sense. It was a funny play on Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Blizzard of Oz. Ooh, With its cocaine. And the band didn't know. When the record got released, the band didn't know that it wasn't Blizzard of Oz until it came out and it was right. called fucking Ozzy Osbourne. That's kind of Oz. like terrible Sharon awesome. Osbourne did it. Yeah, Fuck she... that cunt. We're not we're not no, mixing that out of the what podcast. Did, what did the band think that Blizzard of Oz's album name was going to be? Was it going to be self-titled? Just Blizzard of Oz, Blizzard well, of Oz. Well, they thought it was going to be Blizzard of Oz. Blizzard, Blizzard of Oz. Oz. Like, was it Blizzard of Oz, like, no, the OK band. Chronicles? No, no, no just no. self-titled. Oh, self-titled. Okay. Yeah. So they didn't yeah. know it was going to be have the Aussie they tag. Bob Daisley and what's the other guy's name? Lee Kersling. They thought it was going to be Blizzard of Oz. Yep. So they got it, boned. It, it was supposed to be literally Blizzard of Oz was supposed to be the big writing. And they knew right. they go Ozzy yeah. was going to be on it. They knew the title, so so the artwork Ozzy in the attic, that never was going to change. And when the record got released, they were like, "Oh, I guess it's Ozzy Osbourne band." That kind of sucks if you weren't at least if you know what you're getting into. No clue. Even Randy Rhodes, he's dead, so it's easy for everyone to go. Well, we don't know what Randy thought. <laughs> well, yeah, he's sure fucking he gone. Thrilled. Randy Rhodes was yeah. Rob. We got a special guy. <laughs> he just, just a random voice from the Rob all of a sudden just evolved. You, yeah. He's just, he's like, oh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Look at the Shakespeare beard he's got. You, I, I'm gonna Rob, test, to be or not to be? That is the question. I'm going to test the shit out of that after this. But, Whoa. So, Ozzy Osbourne, are you familiar with the album at all? You probably know... Suicide Solution. Suicide Solution, Mr. Crowley, Crazy Train. You know Crazy yes. Train. All yeah, right. of course. So this is kind of... I, I'm just curious. The reason I ask you is because, like, it's one of those, like, would your grandmother know who James Hetfield or Metallica was? You know, but, like, 
I know you're you're in the realm, but I'm just curious what you think of it as. I don't want to say we're elitists or snobs, but just what do you you know what you think of it in general? It's a good question. Well, first off, I'm not prepared for this. That's why. That's that. No, it's, it's on the spot, so it's genuine. You know. Yeah. It will be in the books for, forever. Or, or Aussie in general. What are your thoughts? On Whatever Aussie you say in general? will be used against you. In a this is going right to your LinkedIn profile, so just be careful what you say. Yeah, Aussie in general. I feel like his vocals are overrated. Okay. Oh. Okay. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Unique 100%. but overrated. Yeah. yeah. Will you guys agree with yeah. that? I agree. Okay. I personally agree. Yeah. All right. That's me. No. Yep. This yeah. is vocals. All right. Now, do you have a favorite album, song, songs? Favorite? No, no. All right. So, back to Blizzard. Uh, great fucking record. Um, I, I love, you know, even though I think Ozzy is definitely overrated to an extent. Mm-hmm. To an extent. But uh, his Black Sabbath shit is just fucking phenomenal. Right. You know, but we ain't covering the 70s. We're covering the 80s. In 1980, man, that album was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, do suicide solution alone. That fucking song. Yeah, man, it's it's fucking crazy. And you know, you know, crazy trains on that, which is his probably biggest hit of all time. Yeah, yeah. every time wine is fine, but whiskey whiskey's quicker. Yeah, and that's just talking quicker. And you know who wrote that song? And we were talking about this earlier. Who wrote that song? Bob Daisley. Uh, wow, that's right. He yeah, wrote, Bob Daisley yeah. wrote that song, and Bob Daisley wrote it because he was watching Ozzy kill himself, even though Ozzy's still alive. But at the time, he, he was mutant. drinking so much. He's got some kind of fucking mutant um, deformity. No, he does. They already said. Yeah, no, he's like he's like a like they, a nominee. They said his Yeah, they said his 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 blood count. There's something with his blood count. What the fuck is up with this? Dude, I have got an itch. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to die tonight because of you. You might die. You Don't might turn die. All right, I'm taking my pants off. We're going to see what's under here. It is a you bad know, no, itch. No, no. This, this is going to be like dead alive. I'm going to be the first one to like, uh, it's got, I've had like a mutant, it's going to be like a tetanus fucking, no. the first this virus in America. All that grinder talk just got you hot and bothered to take your pants off and sit in front of three dudes. <laughs> it has nothing to do with my chair. I'm gonna lift this up. It's gonna be like it's gonna start. It's gonna start pussing <laughs> and pulsating. Dude, there, there is. Dude, I was. With, can't see you gotta it in get my away. Hair. I was with you, Kevin, when I bought the new chair to replace <laughs> this one, but I haven't yet. All right, it's not bad. You are yeah, the hairiest motherfucker I've ever seen. I do. Like, Jesus. Something's <laughs> happening. I'm becoming the wolf. Oh no, I wait, just want to invite. <laughs> what's the name of that show? The Bigfoot Show. Is that like discovering Bigfoot or something? Oh, the, yeah, the, like um, monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discovering Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta fucking put him on Kevin's trail. Discovering Kevin. He has the he got the hairiest legs I've ever seen in my you life. Know, he he moves you. Know. Think he's wearing short pants? Like no, yeah. no, no. Just I hair. will say this: I wore shorts in the grocery store the other day, and people were actually horrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care of that shit. I was just horrified right now. I was kind of like. Are they are they concerned about the fact that it's like fifty degrees and I'm wearing shorts, or are they like, this might be the Wolf Man? There might be found. fucking Teen Wolf in person over here. Because I saw I saw some woman look down on my legs and it was like you know the look like her eyes. I mean she like she was screaming like, with her she eyes. Was, yeah, she was wide eyed like those can't be real. No, you know what though? I've noticed over the years chicks are and really like, into. They're still real. I mean you can't. I mean people. Yeah. Everyone thinks that chicks like muscles. America well from London. But they yeah. like they like legs. I don't know why. It's like almost like if you have like the like the the calves of a Greek god or the you know well, You know who has calves of a Greek god? Ozzy Osbourne. And that's why he's our number one record of nineteen eighty. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. no. Revelation in right into Steal Trying. Away, that segue. Trying to end it. I know. But we, we obviously Mr. Crowley's amazing. We've heard a million times, but yeah, Steal man. Away. Uh, Re- Revelation into Steal Away the Night, I think it's so underrated. And I want to mention, because, uh, Doug, you were impressed by me and Kevin's knowledge of Bob Daisley. Yes. Bob Daisley was involved in a lot of records, considering he never got paid... Yeah, a lot of stuff, man. ...to fucking really be in it. And uh, he was supposed to be anywhere. Like, Ultimate Sin, he was involved. Ultimate, was, Ultimate Sin? Yeah, and he was supposed to be involved in No More Tears. Wow. But he, Sharon was like, fuck you. Sharon's a See You Next Tuesday. Same for uh, Lee Kersley. Yeah, Kirsten. she's the one who did the egging on Iron Maiden. Even though Iron Maiden was beating assholes and talking shit about uh, Ozzy. Yeah, but I'm sure, I'm sure it was 
I'm sure they didn't start it. It's like, what came first? The chicken no, or the egg? they started it. Um, you think so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You think that's the first time that Ozzy and fucking Iron Maiden ever had beef over the past yeah, uh, 20 I, years? I, 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 honestly, I believe Bruce started it. I honestly, I honestly yeah. think, though, that Sharon Osbourne is the reason why so many people hate Ozzy. Right. Period. And he's got some beef with band members he played with. Like I, I honestly, think, I'd love to see, dude. They wanted Jakey Lee back for the last tour. I think she and is. He didn't come back for a reason. I, I believe it's her. I think. I believe. I can't say for sure because I don't know. But Zach Wild has said. Zach Wild has finally come out and he loves Ozzy. She is. She is the catalyst for all of the shit behind Ozzy. He is not. He is only the singer. Ozzy's too doped up, and even still to this day, even though he's not doped up much. He, he listens to her. Whatever she says goes. Yeah. Period. As far as we know. Dude, Ozzy can get any fucking Period. broad. Dame? Lady. Lady he wanted. <laughs> and he has. He's had his housemaid. He's had oh, that's his... True. He was like Arnold Schwarzenegger where like, he probably remember, had like seven Olympic... Remember Sharon on her The View, whatever, the, the Vagina View 5, whatever she's on her that channel. That and she was like, he's disgusting. I fucking hate Uzi. And then she's back with him again because she's like, oh no, I need his money. That's right. I have to go back to him because... I'm not Ozzy. Ozzy is Ozzy. And I fucking need his fucking money to be able to be fucking (laughs) successful because I'm Sharon Osbourne. You know what? Her her father's the one who signed her and she fucking dumped her father. Yeah. Fuck fuck her dad. Because you know what she said? She was just like, I know where the money is. Ready? From sodomy? I mean, from... Uh, so, how do you Sodomy. It's kind of weird you like the act of... Sodomy. Oh, you ruined it. All right. On that note, this is Kev. Marco. And Baby Dad. And he likes the act of sodomy. You love it. You don't have to read Thank you.